In Matthew 4:19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. I am Beth Laurie, and I am your host, and I am so glad to be with you today. I have a dear sister of mine who's been on the podcast before, Michelle Gray. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Beth. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for coming back and, and speaking with us again. Michelle was on the podcast back in April uh, 2019, April 29th, and she did a great teaching on biblical worldview. Would love for you to go back and listen to that. But you want to know that um, Michelle is the director of student life here at Mount Pisgah. She's a teacher. She is a mother. She is a wife. She's a disciple maker. And she's also this incredible woman who can do so many things. She's incredibly talented. I think she could make anything. I'm not sure I know anything (laughs) that she could not make uh, from food to every possible craft to artwork, all kinds of stuff. She's just a gift and a joy for me to be friends with. (laughs) Um, And so Michelle, I asked to come on today because she's she's a very smart lady too. I didn't mention that, but Michelle has an accountability partner and she uses accountability a lot in both discipleship and I'm sure with students. Um, And I wanted her to come and share with us today about accountability. I think we've talked about it a a while back on the podcast, but this is one of those topics that really just needs to keep being unpacked because it is sometimes misunderstood. And so, Michelle, I would love for you to tell us what is accountability and what does it look like? Wow, that's such a big question um, because there's so many different, different ways it can look. But in a nutshell, I, I had a friend one time tell me, well, I have plenty of Christian friends, and so I have lots of accountability in my life. And we started talking about that, and I was like, but are your Christian friends really the ones who are going to ask you the hard questions? Are they going to keep you um, focused on your relationship with Christ, or are they just going to kind of be your support network? And there's a difference there that's kind of hard. Um, to see sometimes, I think we first start out on our accountability journey, just having a friend who's willing to support us and to walk beside us is, is huge. But then as we get deeper in our, um, our relationship with Christ, we need more. We need somebody that we trust to be able to say, you know, you might not quite be doing this the way God wants you to do it. Um, or to say, is that really biblical? when you're um, questioning something and you got to really, really trust the person that you allow to ask those kind of questions. Otherwise you're not going to answer them or you're not going to receive them the way they're intended, which is in the spirit of, of love and truth and um, just making us better uh, at being who God wants us to be. Uh, not necessarily like better Christians, but better, better at who the vision that God has for us as he works in our lives for us. Um, so that's kind of what accountability is. It's the, it's that relationship with somebody that trusts you and also that you trust. Um, I think it has to kind of go, it has to be the same person. Like you can, if I'm accountable to somebody, they need to be accountable to me. There needs to be a give and take. I know there are other, um, models of it where I'm accountable to one person and that person's accountable to somebody else and whatever works is fine. Um, as long as you have somebody walking with you that can be in the deep 
um, in the dark. I mean, we're told in James, I think it's chapter five, that we need to be able to confess our sins to one another so that we can pray together and be healed from them. So, you know, confession's tough. Mm. And <laughs> so that really big piece of it is the trust. And uh, that takes time uh, to, to build a level of trust that you for most people, that they'll allow people in that close. And then to get it, I think that was the second part of your question, to get yeah. it, you just have to ask. Um, I think you have to get out there and you have to say, I need somebody, I need to be accountable to somebody. And once you identify that person that you'd be willing to be in that relationship with, uh, to be able to say, will you hold me accountable on this? I'm working on this. I'm, I'm growing in this area. Can you help me uh, kind of go through it? So that's kind of, that's kind of where I am in a nutshell. Yeah, but I think what you're saying is very important on on several levels. First of all, um, Christians are, can be very nice, right? And if everything mm-hmm. is 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 uh, yeah, everything's good, but we know because often we may not see what's happening when other people can see, right? Mm-hmm. They they can see it. Um, but if if we don't have a relationship where that trust is and where that truth and love it could be spoken and where people are able to just ask questions to really help us see some of our blind spots or the sin that we really don't want to deal with um then then it's we would probably just keep going and so it's really like you said that passage in James I think it's James 5 1 I now now I'm going to guess so <laughs> yeah. um but anyways I I think it's super important to have that relationship and we have that in marriage right I mean it's right. a sense of an accountability Especially with things like finances and all uh, kinds of, of yeah, stuff kids. in a marriage, <laughs> yeah. but you're talking about with our with our Christian growth, with our life with Christ. You're saying that there can be someone that can even help us uh, grow deeper with Jesus because they help us reflect on places we may not be reflecting. Right, because if you don't, if somebody were to come to you and you are not in, you are not both. Christians and you were not both kind of in the same place and they were to come to you and to say, Hey, I see this area where um, you may be blind to something that's happening in this, in this space, then it's just criticism. And it's just, it's just mean, (laughs) you know, like you feel like this is okay. That, that hurt. And sometimes, you know, I mean, there is growth from things that happen that are hard to hear and hard to go through. But I don't know that Jesus intended it to be um, to be just gut wrenching. I, I think he he intended it to be more convicting so that there is growth out of it, not so that, well, now I've just cut you off um, and I'm not ever listening to you again because you hurt my feelings. Like, you know, that's a and we're human. So it's very much a way um, that we could go pretty yes. easily. And frankly, maybe even the easier route is <laughs> to just say, I don't want to hear that and move on. Whereas it's it's harder to be in that relationship with someone to say, yeah, I gave you the authority and I gave you permission to speak into my life. And now if I gave it to you, I probably need to listen to what's being said. And that's so key right there, because accountability is not something someone can just do for you. You no. have to ask for it, right? You yeah. have to say, help me, you know, create mm-hmm. this space 
where I can talk about things and really confess what's happening inside of me and be really transparent and allow you to ask some questions to even help me go deeper, right? With right. what's behind what's right. behind what, right? And see yeah. those things that need that. So so the, the, the biggest key with accountability is it's never pushed on us. It's always asked for because you're exactly. in a place of openness and you're saying, I want to grow and I want to be honest and I want to uh, grow in righteousness, mm-hmm. essentially. Exactly. And when I was, you know, it, it reminds me of, um, we use the, the term accountability in Christian circles all the time, and it just seems like such a churchy word, but we have accountability in everything we do, um, in in your job, and, you know, when you're when you're in a, in a corporate setting kind of thing, you know, you have a set of goals that you're working toward, and eventually you're going to have some sort of performance review. And it, when you do that, they're going to ask you, well, how how'd you do on these things? And so hopefully you have a boss who's checking in more than once a year, but if you don't, then it's on you and, you know, to find the support you need to, to maintain those goals and to, to meet them. Um, when I was teaching, I would have uh, kids from all different age, ages and levels and that kind of thing. I taught middle school. And so um, sixth graders are a little squirrely in the classroom. And there were some that struggled to get their assignments turned in. They had gone from being in a elementary contained classroom into now I have seven classes with seven different teachers and I'm so overwhelmed. But one of the things we would do when they were, when I would meet with them, if they were falling behind and meet with their parents, would we would put them on what we called a contract. And their contract was really just a, a checklist of, did you turn it in? You know, did, were you able to sit still? Did you write in your agenda? Like whatever the, the goals were. Um, but by having that contract in my class, the student and the parents gave me permission to ask the question um, every single day and to say, as that kid was leaving, hey, did you get all this done? And um, and that's the same thing, even with Christian accountability is just it just gives you permission to ask the questions um, and then to also be asked the hard questions. Uh, but like you said, you can't, it's not something that I can't, I can't say you have to be accountable to me. Um, even in a group setting, as a group leader, it may not make sense for every person in that group to be accountable to the leader. I mean, that's, that's a lot to carry as a leader. So um, breaking that up, and that's why I think co-leaders are so important. And, you know, you just kind of spread that load because it's a lot. It is a lot. I, and I probably would take a lot of time, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to do that well. Um, yeah. So I like what you're saying. And I have seen that to myself in groups where sometimes people are partnered up uh, for a season or like mm-hmm. you said, uh, the leader and the co-leader split up things. Um, but that works better. So also the point you were making where there's accountability in our life. You just made me ponder this question. But in all those places, what would happen if we didn't have accountability? Right. Right. I mean, for a student, they would just go their own way. And then it would be who knows where they would end up. Um with any luck, they would figure it out and, you know, get their t- work turned in or whatever. Um, and the assignment's done. Um, hopefully the same thing in a, in a job situation, but we don't know. Um, and from the job situation, I guess, if you're, if your goals don't line up with the company's goals or where they see their vision going without the accountability, you could be on two totally different paths. And that that's not where you want to be either. Because um, we want to be moving in the same direction, we want to be <laughs> helping the company grow or whatever, right? Just like we do with our um, kingdom work. It's we don't want to be in opposition 
to the gospel. We want to be on that same path. Right. And and so the same is true in our in our Christian faith. We want mm-hmm. to be on the right road. We want to be doing the things that are helpful. I think Paul also writes that discipline is unpleasant at the time, but it produces a, maybe a harvest of righteousness or something. Yeah. He says that. So it's not that it's it's pleasant, but it is it's for our good. And I also think of, you made me think of um, John Wesley and his Holy Club because they did that. They got together and they, every week, and they would fast and pray and confess their sins and pray some more and really just be honest with each other. And those men did amazing things for yeah. the kingdom. Uh, and I think it must have been super intense. I mean, that's uh, that's a lot. <laughs> Yeah. To do. I don't know that there's too many of us who who are willing to to be a part of something like Wesley's Holy Clubs. I mean, I we would change the world if there were more of us who were. We um, should. <laughs> but it's still it's it's just so important. I to be able to have somebody that just you can honestly say, you know, I'm really struggling with this right now, and and there not be any judgment to know that you can come to that, and all the person's going to want to do is help. They're not going to want to try and um, fix you or to to use that against you later or um, any any of those negative you know kind of places. Um, somebody who recognizes it's it's God's job to correct and to fix. It's our our job to walk along the side. Um, which you know there's special people out in the world for every one of us to do that. Whether it's um, a spouse or or really good you know trusted friends or or whoever it is, um, you just got to find them. Right. Oh, that's so good. I love I love that part because it's not their job to fix us. Mm-hmm. And people can feel like projects very quickly. Like you're just probing on me to get me to do something and it feels like you got an <laughs> yeah. agenda with me and then you people shut down. So to your point, if it stays a very safe place, a very open place, a very um, place where you're just being your real self um, before them and God, uh, then God can do that work, that that conviction that you mentioned earlier. Right. Just let the Holy Spirit work in those in that relationship, and um, and it all will work itself out. And I know as a I've had an accountability partner for years. It has been a different person at different seasons of my life. And um, I think we need different things at different times. And so it's, um, I'm still really good friends with everyone who has been an accountability partner with me over the years, but it has, um, it's definitely morphed and changed over, over time. And, um, but I, I feel like there just has to be somebody in your space who you, you know, is not going to, um, is, is not, like you said, make me into a project. It's not going to try and, and decide that this is the way I need to be fixed. Um, I think we all run the risk as humans of trying to, um, we have we have an idea in our head of how it's supposed to look. And then we try and thrust that on another person or onto God and his, his plan. And so how I may think a situation needs to change can be very, very different than what God, how he's actually going to change it. Um, so that's tough sometimes to be able to just be willing to sit in that discernment space and uh, listen to the Lord at the same time the person you're you're accountable to is listening to the Lord because y'all may be not hearing exactly the same thing and but why would we because we're two different people <laughs> so. right um, and sometimes I because. I've seen this happen myself, but sometimes once they're starting to reflect and go deeper and just being silent, 
that's when that Holy Spirit will just like share with them. And so it's not that we have mm-hmm. to even keep talking or keep keep digging, but just giving them that time for them to listen to the Holy yes. Spirit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it being okay to sit in silence. That's another level of trust, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Silence is so hard. We don't, we don't like silence. <laughs> it's not. But there's good things happening usually in the silence. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so and so creating that is good. Well, a, a couple of weeks ago, I talked with Alan about grace and truth. And I feel that it's, you know, there's a link here with accountability. So how do you have both grace and truth in accountability? So I think it's, there's definitely a link between the two because um, otherwise you're just in a, uh, in a really judgy, judgmental um, judger versus, you know, a judge versus like a, like a person in the courtroom kind of relationship and not a, not a, not a friendship, not a really, really deep uh, friendship there. And so the grace comes in with recognizing that um, if you're in a season where someone is confessing sin to you, understanding that it may seem like a really big sin, you know, because we really like to make sins. um, We like to rank them. (laughs) And um, we like that version of sin. Um, Whereas, you know, we, we talked about before, I think Alan talked about it either in one of his sermons or in that podcast that, God sees it from the top. And so everything looks the same. Um, if you think of like an aerial view of the city, all the buildings look the same from God's um, God's view. And so the grace comes in with understanding and recognizing and being fully aware that we look just as bad from, from where God's sitting as they do. And so we're on the same plane and same playing field. So when you get there, there's no judgment in it because you can't judge. You have no right to judge at that point. And so that's the grace piece. And then the mercy is also just the offering of forgiveness of just reminding them that God forgives everything we confess to him and we can move past it. God doesn't say we have to stay in a life of sin. We're always trying to move toward that life without sin. Um, and we get rid of one and then we have to deal with another one. You know, I mean, like it's not, it's ongoing. It will not be completed until we're with God in heaven, but there, we do know there is, there's so much mercy in, um, in our relationship with Christ. And so therefore there has to be so much mercy in our relationship with each other. Yes. Is that kind of truth too, right? Yeah. Yes. And that truth that, that comes from God's word, right? Not from Mm -hmm. that person's determination. And I think in that, you know, the temptation's always to go back to, well, I think this is what I would do, but if we can, I don't know, not not give in to that temptation and go right back to scripture, then we're always true. So then if we're using scripture to not to interpret it, but just this is what the Bible says, we'll let the Holy Spirit interpret what it says to them in that moment. But as long as we keep continuing to go back to scripture, we're guaranteed to be in truth. Yes. All right. Both grace and truth got to have both equally yeah. balanced in this relationship with your yep. accountability partner or people in your group. Well, how have you seen either habits um, help with transformation or, or stories of transformation based on accountability being helpful? Yeah. So we, um, one of the things I think as women that we deal with, and I'm sure men deal with it too, but I don't have conversations around it with them. Um, but is the comparison game where we are constantly looking at how other people look and how they sound. And we're not, um, 
maybe not quite as focused on our on where we are um, in that instead of being focused on our work or focused on everybody else's work. And so in the we spend a lot of time in my groups, uh, in my one discipleship group, talking about how our journey is our journey and um, holding each other accountable to the comparison. Uh, game. It's it's so prevalent. Uh, we compare our kids, we compare our spouses, we compare our jobs, we compare our hobbies, we just compare all kinds of stuff. And that's just so silly in, in what we're doing. And um, and so in our group, when we when we find ourselves going down that bunny trail of um, of just craziness and getting away from scripture, it's you know just just women being women. Um, sometimes it's the somebody in that group has you know we all have the authority to say, hey, we're we're actually playing that comparison game right now, and we need to stop because we've said we're not going to play that comparison game um, as a group, and so. And so that has been really transformational, at least for me, because I find myself doing it in my own personal life when I'm not in that group. And I'm like, wait a second, I don't need to do that. I need to back up. This is my journey. This is my kid. This is my decision. Whatever it is, it's not. It has nothing to do with anybody else. Um, and so therefore should not be compared. <laughs> so so I th- I've seen that and I've seen, um, I've seen transformation in just kind of our thought patterns of being able to catch ourselves in the middle of... Um, of thinking something that maybe is a little more negative or a little more toxic than we needed, than God would want us to be. Um, I know we, we all struggle with that. I'm not worthy. I'm not, um, I'm not enough. I'm not whatever enough is, you know, and um, being able to, to stop that before it really takes root and spins around for a while and then convinces myself that I'm actually not worth it. Like, no, that's not true. And, and I know it's not true. So I just need to be able to um, to call that out and having an accountability partner who sort of forced the issue with me every time I started it has really helped over the years. And just just stops it before it really gets started. Um, so, so that's so those two that's examples. Yeah, but those two examples were really great because they were freeing. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking these negative things or these lies, right? You're helping them right. to remember what God says and what mm-hmm. is what is real and what is uh, true. And so that's a freedom in accountability. You know, it's funny because yeah. we often think it's like going to be pressurized. But those were both great <laughs> examples of like, oh, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to think about that anymore. Right. <laughs> and you mentioned, too, the habit part of it. Um, mm-hmm. That is like you can be accountable for a season if you're working on something like one big thing. But if you're working on something like your thoughts, like that's a, um, for me anyway, it had, it was every week. Let's talk about where our thoughts are and where, what we're struggling with in, in your head, in your own head. Um, every single week having to talk about that for years before I could sit back and see any, any change, but it happens. It's just a habit. You just have to get used to just doing it over and over again. Um, I think there are definitely seasons um, where accountability can be shorter, but I think we get more fruit when it's a longer term relationship. Right. Oh, that's so true. I've also seen it um, be helpful in creating, and this is probably when people are early growing in their faith, but those habits of like, personal time, mm-hmm. you know, with Jesus uh, in the in the mornings or whenever they do it. Um, but people will say, oh, gosh, so hard for me to get up in the mornings, but I want to get up and have that time with him. I, my days are always better, right? And then mm-hmm. it, you can use accountability in a loving way 
there, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the um, one of the reasons why the reunion groups from the Walt to Emmaus or Trace Diaz or um, the Great Banquet, there's so many different versions of that same three-day experience. But I think that's why that works so much because part of the things that are being asked every single week or every other week, however often they meet, are those same kind of questions like, how is your personal worship? How is... How's your prayer life going? Where are you serving? Who, how are you studying? You know, it's like, and identifying there's all these other areas of your life. Did you go to church? I mean, even my mom right now, um, my question on Monday, Monday morning, every Monday morning has been, did you act, did you go to church yesterday? And the answer right now is no. Uh, (laughs) So, but we're going to keep trying because I know she needs to go back to church and she knows it too. It's just a matter of, it's sort of just become our morning um, 7.30 phone call on Monday morning of, all right, how was your weekend? And did you go to church? And right. what's going to be different next week? You know, and, and you're saying it to her in the spirit of love, but you're encouraging her to do something that she also values. I'm sure yes. she just yeah. hasn't created that habit again after COVID. So everybody exactly. create new habits. It's time to come yeah. back to church. She's like, I slept through my alarm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, that's, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get I, it. <laughs> I, I, I get that. It's so helpful. I mean, I do that with my mom, but my mom's usually, I have to ask her if she's resting because she's a, she won't sit down all day long. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Are you taking the time to rest? Oh, yes. This is, this is so good. Um, Michelle, I've just enjoyed this oh, conversation so much and really been inspired in my own uh, journey with accountability. Um, any recommendations, advice, suggestions for those uh, who are leading a group or ha- seeking accountability, uh, wanting to use it one-on-one with people? Any any wisdom? Well, there's some pretty good um, resources on the 419 website. Um, the Iron Sharp- Sharpens Iron um, Accountability Partner Lesson is actually really good. I've used that one a couple of times and then divided the group up into pairs or trios. Um, that three really seems to be about as many as it can do, uh, as, as a normal group can do. Um, and then just having, giving them space inside your group, if you can possibly make time to just give them some check-in time, uh, with each other. And it's tough because especially as women, we want to talk a lot. (laughs) And so we run over on our times. And, uh, I know for my group right now, we really don't have the luxury of running over because everybody's trying to go to work. And so we really do need to end uh, at 7.15. Um, some weeks that works, some weeks it doesn't. But there are definitely some other pockets of accountability partners in that group. And um, as a leader, just trying to encourage those and support them and um, not really check in, but just kind of just take the pulse every once in a while of, are y'all still meeting? Are you still talking? And, you know, that kind of thing uh, is probably the best thing as a, as a leader of a group that you can do is really just to facilitate it um, with, within your group as much as possible. And then make sure you have somebody else who's pouring into you who you can answer to, um, whether that's your co-leader or somebody outside the group completely uh, oh, to be true. able to, to be that voice of truth and grace and mercy and <laughs> all that with yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, that is, that is so helpful right there. Um, I really like the idea, and I agree with you about time, but even making some time within the group each week is a wonderful way to build that habit of accountability. So, wow, this has been just insightful and encouraging, and I have really enjoyed um, uh, talking to you about this. Um, I... um, 
and really enjoyed also hearing a women's perspective. I'm going to have another guy come on and talk to us about accountability because I do think, like you were saying before, I only know it with other women. And so it's yeah. good to hear from a, from a man and get that perspective. So we have that coming up soon on the podcast. But Fun. thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much Welcome. for thank being you. with us today and sharing. And if you guys can go out to the website that uh, she mentioned, uh, 419disciplemakers.org. And if you search accountability, there's all kinds of resources there, things that you can find, worksheets and daily accountability logs and lessons uh, that could help you and your group. Also share this podcast with your group or with some friends, uh, maybe someone that uh, you would hope would be your accountability partner because um, this would be encouraging for them to hear. So God bless you guys. Until next time we meet, see you then. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. 